Alright, welcome fantasy gamers. This is Chad at Twitter, Chad W underscore FF. Uh, coming in today, I wanted to do a quick podcast. I wanted to check out the Anchor app, see what it was all about, see how it would work for me, see how I could maybe start doing a few of these every week or two or something like that. I uh, just wanted to get in. Uh, first of all, uh, thank you if you are listening. Uh, big, big fantasy supporter. Big, you know, big, big fan. Like I've been playing fantasy for probably about ten years. I've been doing Dynasty for about five years. Uh, big part of pretty much one of my only hobbies. You know, I do other things. I like to golf a little, stuff like that. But fantasy football is it's my calling. It's it's my hobby. It's my passion. It's what I keep up with. It's the reason I like to think I'm pretty successful at it. And, and you know, it's just because of the pure love of it, pure love of football in general. And fantasy is just part of that and does so much more for me. But uh, today I wanted to kind of talk about uh, the top five rookie running backs coming in. <clears throat> I know there's pretty much a consensus top five, so there's really no surprise as to who the five guys will be. But I uh, wanted to kind of talk about my order a uh, little bit, a little bit different. Not nothing crazy, but a little different, you know. Just you know what I see when I'm looking at these guys, their situations, their draft capital, etc. Uh, we'll go ahead and get it started off. My number one running back, and probably my uh, <clears throat> say probably my 102 in Superflex. Probably 103. Uh, depends on what kind of my team was at. But Clyde Edwards are there. Probably my third player overall in Superflex. Number one and one quarterback. Uh, excellent playmaker. Kid just made plays, big big time plays and big games. Uh, probably going to be a PPR machine there with Andy Reid. He loves to feed the backs the, the ball in the passing game. Even year one, I expect him to get a healthy dose of targets, hopefully up to 60, 70. And who knows, maybe, you know, maybe something happens to Damien who isn't the cleanest bill of health. Or Yeah, he caught 55 passes last year at LSU. Uh said perfect landing spot i mean powerful offense tied to uh, uh patrick mahomes who's getting ready to lock up an extension they snuck in there and got him in the first round which lands that draft capital and also gives us that that fifth year so an extra year with use you know important this would bother him up to this spot but yeah clyde edwards hilarious Favorite prospect coming, you know, coming into the draft. I mean, I still had him top five, but yeah, yeah. the Kansas City landing spot is just too hard to ignore. It's it's just ripe for opportunity, and not a whole lot of competition. And it's yeah, it's what they're saying. All the you know, the Patrick Mahomes picking them and the Brian Westbrook talk is. I mean, it's just too hard to ignore. Kids talented, and it's just a fantastic situation. Slam dunk for me. Clyde Edwards there, my number one running back. Uh, number two on my list. I'm going with J.K. Dobbins. <clears throat> Might be a little bit off. I'm sure some people have Dobbins up here. I know I've seen some people so on Twitter. But, uh, you know, really good player. 
to be like to another guy in big time plays, big time games. Comes out that that Clemson game just was incredible. Uh, got some receiving chops. Plays pretty good. You know, we'll we'll see how that offense is going to work as far as getting him past targets from Lamar Jackson. I know they're not the pass heaviest team to running backs, but. I think he's got a pretty safe floor. Maybe not, you know, the 2020 season with Mark Ingram still lingering around. But going forward, I think Dobbins is a pretty safe floor. Very high-volume rushing offense. Uh, The MVP, Lamar Jackson, you know, tied to him for the foreseeable future. A running, rushing attack. Greg Roman, you know, does real good uh, getting lanes for these guys. And he's going to get them some, some excellent opportunities to make some big plays. Uh, hopefully, like I said, they get it, they get him the ball on enough targets to to give him that that ultimate ceiling. But I think he's got a real real safe floor here, and uh, really like J.K. Dobbins. Like him coming in, the excellent athlete, and just a good player, good pedigree, and good situation. So Dobbins, my number two running back, probably yeah, number two. Okay, down to number three, I got Jonathan Taylor. A lot of people's one on one. And he was my one-on-one coming in. Obviously, I mean, it was hard not to be impressed with the guy. Um, big, 226. Uh, ran a 4.3940. Like, it's just ridiculous. Excellent production. Over 2,000 scrimmage yards every year in college. Rushed for 2,002 out of those three. Just a, just an excellent player. Excellent college career. Came in and had a... Uh, he showed some receiving chops uh, last season. I didn't write down the exact number, but I want to say he caught like 22 passes, 26, something like that. It was which was pretty impressive for Jonathan. So <laughs> it's good to see that. Like you'd like to see that happen going up there in Indy. <laughs> the reason he's down here at three for me, the I really I like the organization. I like Chris Ballard. I like where he has him going. I'm not real sure about the quarterback future. Uh, Philip Rivers on a one-year deal. He's up there in age, about 37 years old. Uh, didn't appear to have it like he usually does last year. So, you know, it usually typically goes pretty quick for them guys. So, I'm not real sure what this offense is going to look like and how many opportunities he'll have to to actually put it in the end zone. I know uh, the kid can uh, definitely going to put up some rushing yards. Love that offensive line. Get up there behind Big Q, run there, Quentin Nelson, like – it's almost a perfect match. I mean, but and but the problem is as well, Marlon Mack. I was, no, nah, I mean I'm not his biggest fan, but I think Marlon Mack's a pretty solid NFL player. Uh, whenever you watch him play, I mean he makes guys miss, he makes plays, and little Nahan, excuse me, Naheem Hines, uh, excellent little player as well, catching the ball out of the backfield and giving you a rush rushing attempt here or there. So I think he's definitely going to split a little work, uh, definitely early on. Uh, we'll see what happens with Mac after the 2020 season. So, uh, Taylor, I could regret putting this low. I think he could explode and be what everybody thinks he is. But as of right now, Taylor is my number three. All right. Number four, DeAndre Swift. Now, when I, now before the draft started, I had DeAndre at the 102. So he slid down a little bit here in the 104 from a running back. Well, excuse me, 102 in a one quarterback, 104 now in one quarterback superflex. Obviously, push it down two or maybe three. But uh, Swift's an excellent receiver. Uh, 
really nice out there. You can get him out there and run some routes. Maybe pop him out there in the slot and let him run out there. Move him around. Maybe have him and carry out on the field. That's what I'm hoping they do a little bit of. Um, didn't <clears throat> didn't get overloaded at Georgia. Split the fit, split the backfield with a couple guys like they usually do. So, you know, he got some work, but he didn't get pounded into the ground like say Jonathan Taylor, which I mean I know necessarily mean anything, but. Uh, good one cut runner like Detroit kind of worries me so you know they haven't really had success with running backs uh, Patricia I'm not real sure you know but I like with Stafford coming back I think this team got the weapons on the outside I think they can move the ball so I like I like the scoring opportunities he's probably going to be able to see as long as Stafford stays healthy and them guys are out there moving the ball down the field they've been working on the offensive line a little bit so as long as he can get uh get in there and get some receiving game work, which I think he will, and uh, the offense just in the whole in general gets better and uh, increases, gets better at more scoring opportunities and things like that. I think Swift could uh turn out to be a pretty damn good back. You know, Carryon's not also not a you know clean bill of health has a tendency to get hurt. So we'll we'll see how that situation shakes out. I was I don't think we're gonna get anything but training camp, but We'll see how that. That's gonna be a situation to monitor early, the carry on and DeAndre Swift battle. All right, and the last guy we're gonna do by my top five. You got Cam Akers went to the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, uh, Akers obviously was a high school star, a high pedigree guy. Come into Florida State, obviously didn't walk into the situation he probably thought he was going into. Uh, was atrocious team. The team fell apart. Offensive line was dreadful. Uh, it was just a bad situation this whole three years there. So it was tough to uh, really evaluate. I think, you know, maybe if he would have been on one of these other teams, say Georgia or Ohio State or Wisconsin, you know, he might be up there at the 102, 101 area with these other guys. Uh, good athlete, tested well at the combine. Uh, love that he's in that Sean McVay system. Not, you know, not real happy about the the competition there. They spent a third-round pick on Daryl Henderson last year. Well, Another situation to monitor. Uh, still got Malcolm Brown there. Uh, didn't do anything to address the offensive line that was atrocious last year as well. Uh, I think Gurley averaged like 3.9 yards per carry last year. He just touched the end zone 14 times. So hopefully we can get some scoring opportunities for Akers. I feel like he would be more more of the goal line back. He's pretty good at breaking tackles and creating missed tackles right there at the line of scrimmage. Being as he's played behind a poor offensive line for three straight years. And looks like he's going to continue that, actually, So in the NFL. But Akers, like I said, good athlete, good player, good pedigree. I love the system. Uh, I think he'll end up working his way up through that depth chart and at least taking over the lead role. <clears throat> and uh, that pretty much rounds out my top five. Uh, excellent class this year. I know a few guys went back, ETN and Hubbard and whatnot, Najee Harris. Would love to see Najee come out. Uh, a few other guys I'd like to mention to watch out for. I'm kind of fans of um, Anthony McFarland. Been a big fan of his. Uh, uh, explosive guy. Played with that high ankle sprain last year. I think it held him back a lot. Like You can see when the running backs get the high ankle sprain, it can really mess with their production. See Saquon Barkley, Alvin Kamara last year. You can still get out there and play, but you're, just not, you're not the same. You're missing that, that extra 10% that makes them who they are. And he played last year pretty much hurt after a very explosive freshman season. 
Uh, he's had a little trouble with injuries, but a fourth-round pick, playing behind Connor there on the last year of his deal. So he's, should, like I said, should see uh, maybe not this year so much, but we'll we'll get some opportunity to get some run in that Pittsburgh backfield. So we'll we'll see how that goes. A.J. Dillon, the Green Bay, it kind of depends on what happens with, with Aaron Jones in 2020 as well, but uh, he's an interesting guy, big big brawler, brawler I think 240-plus, uh, tested really well at the combine, so we'll see. He has touchdown upside even this year. Pretty good offense out of there with old Aaron Rodgers heading it up. And uh, this, yeah, there's probably a few other guys I can mention, but we're going to go ahead and cut it short today. Just wanted to get a trial running on the new Anchor app. Uh, thank everybody for listening, and uh, let me know what you think.